Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. I'm Carl, and this week I'm with... Dimitri. And Kevin. Why are you always singing? Like, you need to... Like, you I sing. think he's always singing. I always. think he's singing just now. Like, you just say always... I, I don't always do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. I always do everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always do anything. Nothing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, we're going... Uh, we're making... Creating a four-watch collection from Germany. So, German brands. Deutschland! Yeah, Deutschland Fußball Bund. Deutschland Fußball Bund. Why do you sound like that? That's what I think. That's what I think it sounds like. When they say it, <laughs> you, you want to hear something? who's they? I, I, no, I'd rather not. Let me. You know, I, I'd I rather we focus on the podcast. What goes on in my head? Because you're like, why do I think that? Okay, I've literally I've, so like. Um, There's two th there's two things that I was like what the fuck is wrong with you Kevin I'm I'm literally everything I'm watching um basketball and there's this commercial where this <laughs> Italian woman I think she's Italian she uh she has um like Nutella or like some form of like hazelnut spread but it's like now it's like fat free or doesn't contain whatever and she's in this little apartment that has like windows that lead out to a balcony and she goes oh no oh no and she runs out to the balcony and for a second I'm like she's gonna commit suicide <laughs> <laughs> she's just gonna throw herself <laughs> off the building <laughs> she does it she's screaming to the neighbors like it's now fat fears and I thought I'm like oh, whoa she's gonna kill herself <laughs> it's clearly a commercial for like do tell her something and I'm like what's wrong with you why did I <laughs> okay but I mean what's wrong with her like she just bought a Nutella from the store and then I, runs out I, I, on the balcony like, to oh scream God, about it like she's like raving about it does that I, happen to you that first thing like she's gonna kill herself <laughs> wow uh, what's wrong with me I don't know it was I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what goes on in my head we should do a separate podcast about what's wrong in Kevin's head that's like a multiple parter oh yeah yeah it's, it's volume one of exactly eight. anthology yeah <laughs> the dark times <laughs> oh no but for a second I'm like started. I'm like oh my gosh she's gonna kill herself she's gonna throw herself off the and it's like craft I'm like <laughs> Craft uh, as in like the brand? Yeah, it's like a craft. It's like so. It's not Nutella. No, it's like another hazelnut spread. Oh, okay. It's it doesn't. Like it doesn't contain the like <laughs> hazelnuts <laughs> or the spreads. No, no. There's like this whole thing around palm oil. Yeah, like they're they're not it's supposed to, like super fatty. It's super. And it's not good for your. And yeah. it's not really not good for the environment. Yeah, something with palm oil. So like now it isn't doesn't have palm it coming oil. from the environment in the first place? I don't know. I've, where is baby oil coming from? Babies. Babies. But are you stupid? This <laughs> is so obvious. You gotta squeeze a ton of babies. Hey, do you have any other simple questions like this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why the sky is blue? Colors, man. Because <laughs> it's not red? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's what the fuck is wrong with me. So while we're on that, let's go to Germany. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you wearing this week, Kevin? Yeah, what are we wearing? Is oh, it, oh, silk yes. shirt. And, and, uh, wow. It's nice like process. right over it. That doesn't give a sh So this was this was a, a, an interesting find. It's it's a watch I've actually liked for a while. It's a the Glycine GL0176 or 186. Oh, I wish you prepared more. 176. Yeah, because it, I mixed up the number. Yeah, well, did I not mess up uh, the floor getting here, the apartment uh, <laughs> that I've been yes, here? Yes, did. <laughs> multiple times. So yeah, it's the GL0176. Yeah. So... The thing is, is that this one, or the GL186, sorry, this is the Golden Eye. That's why... James I, Bond? Yeah. Is it really related to James Bond at all? No. Yes, it so is. So it's just Golden Eye because of the color? I, yes, it's because of the color. It's and, like an uh, eye. So this watch is a, it's a Glycine Combat Sub Golden Eye, the GL0186. What I love about it is that it is the pre-Invicta. It is before uh, they were purchased by Invicta, so it's the old logo. 
And uh, bang for buck, I think it's one of the best watches you can get uh, for Swiss. So this watch retails for approximately, you can get it between three and 400 bucks. And you have a Swiss ETA, not a Salida, um, a, fu- a Swiss watch, a Swiss watch, a Swiss movement, a brand that's been around since the late 1800s. You get a, a um, thin profile too. Like look at the, th- this is a, yeah. t- a 200 meter water resistance. 1800s? What? What years? The it was like in the late eighteen eighties, like the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, so it's glycine's been around forever, and now even Invicta bought them, and they changed the logo a little bit, so people were really frustrated. Um, but they apparently let them do their own thing, like they don't interfere, and in, it's not Invicta that runs. Don't they? It. Isn't there a thing that they would always say? It's kind of like, hey, we always you know cut the middlemen. Unless like, they go, no, don't but we're let gonna, them. We're we going to take them in. We're going to take them in. They're going to adopt what we do, and then maybe help the brand go up. But in this case, it's not. But what I love about this watch, yeah, it's forty-two millimeters, but it doesn't wear like a forty-two only because if you look at it, it's only ten millimeters thick. Mm. So for an ETA, look how thin that is. It no, really I noticed that was well. the first thing I saw. That was super thin. It's super super thin, and for a Swiss diver, um, I think it's really worth it. So if you can go shop. And look for um, uh, the old pre-Invicta ones because I'm a, I'm a fan of those glycines. By all means, get one. And if you can get one of the Airman, which are one of the original GMTs. You have an Airman, right? No, I no, mean, no, no. I don't have an Airman. Probably, pr- probably at some point probably you had, had one. one. I did have one. He probably actually, actually, he actually yeah, had I someone. did have yeah, one. Exactly. I did have one. But all the, the watches. But, and I'll be honest, the reason I didn't, I sold it. The only reason I sold my Airman was it was the 24-hour clock. It didn't fit in your house. No, it was just, just 20, no more room. It was the 24-hour clock. So the... Uh, uh, sorry, it was like two p. It, even if it was so noon, is at the six. Yes, that's okay. Nice. So it's it's um it's nice, but I didn't enjoy it, and and it has like four time zones on it. So, so everyone was like, I still have time. Yeah. It was late everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My boss was mad. <laughs> he was so mad. when when would they get bought by um Invicta? Gosh, it's been uh, within the last decade. Uh, hold on. Okay, so so it's an old watch. No, no, ten uh, years old. Ish. Hold on, Invicta. Purchase. The watch you just purchased is ten years old, and it was new. It's like a new, a, old a new old stock. Yes, exactly. From a gray market, so you have to keep an eye on it when they can actually. Oh, it was twenty sixteen, so it hasn't been that long. Five years. Okay. Five years. So if you can, they still have them circulating around. around. This one I got at a shop. Okay. And and you know, I was like, I see it. I'm like, fuck, that's the old logo. I'm like, oh, that's the right one. So I purchase it, and then I like screenshotted it to make sure they send me the new one. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I wanted that one, so I would have returned it. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. So that's what I'm wearing th- this week. Cool, cool, cool. Damn. Um, I'll glance over mine because it's, I think it's like the third week in a row. It's also 42 millimeters, but it's blue. Yeah. It's my Tudor Pelagos. It's great. So, uh, that was- and you know, it's interesting because we're going to be talking about uh, German watches today. And I, there's something comparable to this particular watch on my list. That I will talk about. It's a diver. Is it better? No, it's no, probably no. better. No, the way it looks, the way it's it's built. Uh, is metal. Is, are you still talking about the Invicta? Jesus Christ! Yeah, exactly. The Invicta that I shared on the yeah. chat. The grand are done. So um, yeah, Twitter Pelagos Dima, are you wearing anything special this week? Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, uh, moon watch. So not spe- not so special. It was quite special. I, I think I'm going to put it on the NATO strap that I came with. Uh, very soon. The Velcro, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, no, no. I think not. I'm not sure. No, not the Velcro. Not the one that you do for the the astronauts, right? Because you have. Oh, I just have a black. I have two NATO? different straps. I have a proper black 
like a branded Omega Nero strap, which you is do? super high quality. Yeah. Why haven't you ever put it on it? <laughs> I'm gonna do it soon. You've but had this watch for years. <laughs> delayed gratification. Jesus Christ. No, uh, I forget. You, you, forget, you forgot about it. <laughs> you delays the gratification. I'm so not blue balling myself. I'm blue balling my speedmaster. <laughs> This is, a, uh, this is the term we're going to use from now on. Blue ball by self. Blue ball by speedmaster. At that point, that blue and more is like purplish. So I'm going to put it on the NATO. It's like a proper Omega. Yeah. Like even the, the, the clasp is branded Omega. It's like super do it, nice do it quality. Right now. Why are you still on the bracelet? No. <laughs> no. I'll do it as soon as you leave. Yeah. <laughs> Just because. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's it. Cool. Um, so for during watches, we didn't have any budget, right? Because I blew it, even if you had one. Yeah, I know. I saw your list. Okay. No budget. No okay, budget, cool. but. You have to be. It was very meant to be though, because last night I was I was uh, the basketball game was a blowout. I attempt to watch basketball, then I'm zapping through, and what's on? Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> which is so excellent. Yeah, <laughs> all of it is just so excellent. It is. It is. I uh, I rank it uh, in my top three Tarantino movies. Ah, it's one of my easily. Period. Django, Inglorious Bastards, and yeah. Pulp Fiction probably are my favorite Tarantino movies. Yeah, Tarantino movies. Yeah, <laughs> we're into killing Nazis and buddy. Business is a booming. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's great. There are so Oblige many. You. Uh, every single oblige you. And then when the guy basically refuses to to point uh, the, on the map, he goes, "What did <laughs> you get those you, medals? You, you know what they got those medals for? For bravery, bravery, or, courage, or like courage or something. Yeah. Courage. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Puts a bat to his head like this. Yeah, oblige him. So watch podcast. Oh, uh, watch podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now we're going to Germany. Yeah. Um, so what's the category again? You so tell us. You're you hosting. tell us. You're the host. I I didn't put it down. So we're so doing. I just have four watches that don't mean any. No watch collection. So and this you can justify your collection. Okay. So mine is justified as a like uh, working in the office after the office the weekend and a wild card. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, it works. It, it works. I think uh, um, we each have prepared four watches from yes. a German. It has to be a German brand. Prices is not really yeah. relevant. You just yeah. choose whatever you want. And talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I did the this the the style that we chose before, where I pick a, a chrono, a diver, and a, a dress watch, and then a, a wild card, Joker, a Joker. Yeah, I went with um, looking at my thing here: diver, chrono, dress, and a wild card. Okay, perfect. I'll I'll open up. Oh, open up, yeah, <laughs> open up. <laughs> I'll zip it out. Zip it out. <laughs> zip it out. Um. I think I've talked about that watch in previous podcasts. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kevin was knew I was going to talk about that watch again. Uh, it's a Nomos. It's the Club Campus 38. So the reference is 737. 737. I love Nomos. I need a Nomos at some point. It's um, Bauhaus enough. It's minimalist enough. But I still it's give Bauhaus. you a lot. Of, it still give you a lot of information. I feel like with most of their watches, right? They have complicated movement and a simplistic uh, dial. So it's I really like. Their, their approach and it's a lot of watch for the money they're not expensive for what they are yeah um so 38 there's also the uh, club campus the standard edition uh, let's say it's 36 it's a bit too small for me at least you think so but it's um they were bigger because they're um really the dial is really close to the bezel right there is no bezel wow. exactly yeah yeah <clears throat> and you, it, they're worth trying because even my nomos tangente is 38 and i like it's big on my wrist, am I? Yeah, yeah. You also have a Nomos already, right? I want no. one. I thought you had one. We went and we tried some before <laughs> the in the before time, <laughs> uh, because we do have a Nomos shop. That's imagine, a, imagine like once this whole thing is over and we're allowed to actually visit people. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be like the ADBC 
switch in the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just start counting years from scratch again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> so it's $2,200 Canadian. Um, and it's the in-house alpha caliber. Uh, so it's 30, uh, 43 hours of power reserve. It's a manual wind. Uh, the movement is 2.6 millimeters t- um, tall. And it's in-house, eh? Yes, yes, yeah. it's uh, it's fully in-house. Uh, stainless steel, always a, a big plus for me. Uh, stainless steel, I'm going to hit that everywhere. Uh, the big difference uh, for that reference, the 737 versus the 735, it's an open case back. Uh, so it's sapphire crystal case back and uh, in the front as well. Um, mm, an open-faced club. Yeah. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> Sand wedge. <laughs> Ask um, me the open-faced club. The sandwich. Mm, open face club sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The dial is white silver plated. It has Arabic and Roman numeral. Uh, that's a club campus um, specification. If you just take the club, not the campus, it's just um, uh, Arabic numerals. Uh, all the endings are blue and there's a, a thin, thin line of orange next to all the index and the numbers. I really like that. You don't see it if you look at the watch until you look really closely. And it's super luminova for uh, everything. So the ends, the indication, and the numbers. And this is your everyday watch? At the office. At the office. Right. It's a subtle enough that yeah. you can appreciate the it. The only thing I hate about that watch is its name. Hate. Nomos? No. The <laughs> Club, Club Camp- Campus. campus? And it's because it's meant to literally the way they market it is like this is for when you graduate. It's for your first watch coming out of school. And then when you look at it as a, you're just like, no, fuck, I'm not a graduate. <laughs> no, but literally that's yeah. how they market it, and, I, right. and it doesn't land with me. Mm. It kind of turns me off to it, and that's why I like the club more than the club campus. Even though I love the club campus, Nach, the night one, the dark yeah. one, yeah. because of that. They market it as a. Did you just try to say the word night in German? <laughs> but that's how they write it. N a c h t. Nach. 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 Nein. God damn! There's gonna be a Ach, lot of. Deliba. There's gonna be a lot of those today. Eh? <laughs> I watched uh, a movie yesterday. Which one? <laughs> which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My memory just goes out of the door. <laughs> and, Sar- and, he goes, Sergeant Butts is here. He goes, "Who or what is a Sergeant Boots?" <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to the moon with that watch at uh, ten atmosphere. We pretty much established that like you can take anything to the moon. Yes, yeah. <laughs> may not survive. Might not survive. As you can attempt. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the introduction. Uh, I think manual wine is always fun. Uh, when I was uh, borrowing your pan- panery, uh, that was like at every morning in my um, morning meetings, I was like, when they're not talking to me, I was like taking the watch and winding it up. It was like a nice uh, yeah, little ritual nice. there. So yeah. I, I would like to do the same thing with them almost like that. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's a nice watch. I, um, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Nomos in general because Anymore. as soon as I started to become... Uh, a watch enthusiast I kind of went away from liking the Bauhaus yeah. uh, but I think that the Club Campus is probably my favorite one yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of Nomos yeah yeah. I do like the orange that little orange thing there on the yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's highlighting all the markings yeah I think uh, they do Bauhaus right really but did, did you ever own a Bauhaus style watch uh, yeah I did yeah, my, I, fr- I, my first Orient Bambino you can consider the Bauhaus hmm. it was like proper Bauhaus it's very minimalist yeah. like, maybe Bauhaus a certain itch, right? like rectangle hands right yeah, I had Bauhaus the Bambino that, 2 um, version 3 mm-hmm. did very uh, outgrew it very quickly I bought it when I just started to get into watches mm-hmm. but it grew on me so quickly in that in a few months of ownership sorry the, the sorry the, the watch enthusiasm grew on me so quickly in the few months of ownership of that watch that I literally stopped liking it within like two or three months after buying it and I sold it after cool so, so um what's your dress so uh well not dress i'm gonna should i start with the, i don't want to start with the dress because uh, the story is very interesting i'm gonna save it for later 
to make sure that our audience, you know, still, still pays attention. Okay. Uh, <laughs> smart. It's very, very smart, you know. I have uh, <laughs> brains. I have, I have a pretty big, sizable brain. <laughs> it's a tumor. I don't know. <laughs> so first one I'm going to go is um, is a Chrono. Uh, <clears throat> the bra- the brand that I'm using is called Hanhart. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Yep. Uh, you know they go back quite a uh, quite a long time. Uh, the watch that I'm going to be talking about is is called Hanhart 417 ES. Uh, so Germans are naming stuff. Eh? Uh, so I'll, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I'll, I'll speak a little bit about the brand itself. This brand Hanhart initially started in the north of Switzerland, like very close to uh, Schaffhausen, where IWC is starting from. Like literally, like a 20 minute uh, car ride or horse uh, ride, right back then. Mm-hmm. Um, they started in 1882 by Johann Hanhardt, but 20 years later, they moved to um, um, the south of Germany, like very close to the border, not too far from where they were originally, but uh, they moved to Germany in 1902, and since then, they were uh, always in Germany. So technically, originated in Switzerland, but it's a German brand. <clears throat> Isn't like Mobland the other around, started in Germany and now in Switzerland? Yes. Um, this brand kind of flies a little bit under the radar. Uh, they don't produce a lot. They actually haven't been, um, you know, producing a lot of watches in the first place. They were focusing a lot on producing instruments, and they were. They, this is a pilots company, so they were producing uh, like instruments and clocks and stopwatches uh, for the German uh, air force. Originally, initially, they were doing it for the Luftwaffe, right, uh, up until the end of the World War Two, mm-hmm. and then uh, later on, they were producing the um, like instruments and chronographs for the German air force. Um, for a, a brief period in their time, they were not even producing anything. They were producing only movements. Okay. Um, apart from watches in general, they, like I mentioned, they do they they do the uh, uh, chronographs uh, instruments. They also do pocket watches, and they do they they still make them today. Yeah. And they do stopwatches. Um, why I chose this watch? Because the original version of this watch, uh, it's called 14 ES. It's a chronograph. It looks like to, to me super original because it has like a very it has a rotating bezel. It has like a fluted bezel and it rotates in bi direction, and it has a very very like distinct red marking on it. Instead of any other numbering, it has the marking that you can kind of position in any location you want to time whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so the watch fourteen ES the the letters ES they stand for stainless steel in German, Edelstahl uh, the word. Uh, originally, they made only 500 watches uh, like this. So, so the version that they produce today is the recreation, let's say, yep. uh, of the original model. Mm. The original model, because they only produce so few, it is the, maybe not the most, but maybe one of the most expensive and popular vintage German watches uh, on the market. Gosh, it was a hand-wound flyback column wheel two pusher. Yeah, program. and I'll give you, I'll give you some details about the movement itself. Maybe part of that also is the fact that someone super famous and cool at some point owned this watch and has a lot of pictures taken with that watch on his wrist, Steve McQueen. I was going to say OJ. Uh, okay. uh, OJ, well, <laughs> OJ. Wow, like, yeah, you're, you're but there are other people in Germany at that time that could yeah, have taken yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're quite well known. <laughs> I was about to say something. I probably had... Uh, famous would be maybe not the right word, maybe infamous. <laughs> <laughs> you say this. Uh, so yeah, uh, so 
Steve McQueen purchased this watch. Uh, you know, he was famous for wearing the Caliber 11 that you own. Yep. Also, he had a, a one of the original, I think, four-digit uh, references uh, Submariners that yep. he used to wear. And this, and a lot of pictures, because this is like, it's a pilot's watch, but it's a chronograph, so it could be used as a racing watch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> fantastic watch. It's a manual-wound uh, chronograph with a column, columnal chronograph. It has, listen to this, it has um, a very highly domed sapphire crystal, yet the height of the watch is only 13.3. Mm. So it's very, like, I think my Speedmaster is almost 14. It doesn't look look a little like it because it's also, like, super domed, but it's not a sapphire. Sapphire is a bit harder to, to, to make it domed mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, that's so, right. So um, it has a Celita SW510, Rotating fluted bezel, 58 hours of power reserve, 10 bar water resistance, 42 millimeter, 13.3, and it comes on the boon strap. That whole watch is better on paper than a Speedmaster, like, right? Like most watches. And it's half the price, $2,600 Canadian. Goddamn. Tax in, I think. Uh, so excellent watch, and I think it's a great entry. For somebody who's into chronographs, it is an excellent, excellent choice. It's it's no bullshit, like very straightforward. There's not a lot of color. It's, it's just yeah. a proper chronograph watch. So what's the brand and the model again? Hanhart 417ES. Nice. Very good. That's my first pick. You, Kevin. Kevin Dose. <clears throat> so, a couple of things. Like, when you look at, at German watchmaking, really rich history, and I think what, you know, puts them over the top is so interesting is that they were able to survive the war and able to stick around. Um, and to this day, they... they, they what war? <laughs> the world war. <laughs> what puts them over the top? Hmm? The... Um, no- think, the notion of superiority? Exactly. <laughs> Arianness, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, big Arian, yeah. The um, no, but I think like they had a lot of setbacks, and they could have easily, you know, just like faltered. And a lot of them resorted to making movements, or resorted to to different to to. Like there were a lot of brands we were talking about um, during the episode. Where we were talking about pilots' watches. Some of them were like, "Oh no, we did. We stopped making." clocks and we just started producing this for the military oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know, i mean it happened in japan and the world war exactly. right? exactly it happened in germany a lot of brands I, and I'm, I'll, I'll i'll be talking about the glass Hutter brands maybe i don't exactly. know exactly and I, yeah, the glass we'll was affected yeah. like a lot by, exactly by and i think that's one of the, the 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 what's interesting about um german watches is that it has a lot of rich history behind that and yes they could have you know a lot of they could have closed a lot of shops down after the war uh, but they were able to stick around and even deal with the course crisis. So typically, you know, the top German brands you'll see there's Nomo, Stova, Sin, Langenzahn, Glassfoot, Junghans. <laughs> Those are the big, what? Uh, like they started the course crisis as the second time they survived because of like something the Japanese did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. This episode is going to have to beep yeah. out like <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> but anyway, looking I at, haven't said anything wrong. <laughs> like look, all the words were... <laughs> and look at how well they've done. Like if you think of pilots' watches, they have the best, like the Germans are able to produce the best pilot's watches. You think of the king of, of, of a specific bracket, Zinn, I think owns a specific bracket. They have high horology and Bauhaus outside of even Germany is doing so well on the market. Daniel Wellington was skipping, you know, everyone has picked up. Did you say Daniel Wellington? Oh, okay. Yeah. Bauhaus as a style. As a style. Like it's, it really is, to, is having a moment in general in the right. Germans around that with that. Right. So anyway, so I, I, the first thing I want to say is I didn't go with anything too obvious. I was thinking of, of Stova. I was thinking of, of, um, of Nomos. I was like, you know, let me go with something a little bit more under the radar. And that's why I was happy to hear you pick Canhart. So that's good. Well, because, because I also decided to do that same route, right? Yeah. I didn't pick any of the Maybe something that would have been less. So the collection brands. we're building is not maybe the collection you would build to the listeners out there. But um, 
think of those brands. You know, look at Nomos, look at Stova, look at Zin when you're building glass shoots. And um, <clears throat> so my first pick, and I think it's a good segue to that, is I went with Union glass shoots. And I think it's a good segue to start as a dress watch. I went with a, what's called a Normet, a Union Glassout Normet. And what makes Union Glassout so interesting is that it is kind of like the Swatch or the, um, uh, I don't know what, at their price range at about 2000 yeah. bucks. I would even say like an Invicta, like something at that level, no? They have a lot of, well, though they're much better than Invicta, I would well, say. Well, nicer looking. They're much nicer looking. They're, they're priced for it. They're, they're watches that go between, you know, 1500 euros going upwards so this is this watch is um, a typical dress watch looks a lot like a watch that you may talk about a little bit later and what makes them interesting um you'll see it has the 12 the 10 and the 2 the 8 and the 4 the 6 kind of portuguese style you're looking at automatic movement uh this watch union glassute as a brand is interesting because it belongs to glassute original what is the watch uh, the noramis noramis yeah noramis date yes the, sorry, Union Glassout. It's Noramis date. N-O-R-A-M-I-S. Uh, it has a date. So it looks a lot like um, another brand called Glassout Original. It's because they are their sister brand. They're the tutor to them being Rolex. So this watch comes out um, part of now the Swatch Group, just like Glassout is original this watch comes in with a sunburst finish you're looking at 100 meters of water resistance a great dress watch perfectly sized at 40 millimeters less than 10 millimeters thick um, and it's coming from a, a brand that has that a lot of people put as like it's on the verge of higher horology when you get into glass to ridge now and this is their sister brand to it and Glashut brings a lot of importance in watchmaking uh, because there's a the whole designation of origin to be to build watches in Glashut and Nomos being one of them. So, so to be able to get that designation is very important to a lot of brands that are in Germany, and this is one of them. Good question. I uh, I compared it to Invicta first. I take it back immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just it's, looking at pictures on the on the internet and I uh, just Google it and. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice. not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But what it is is that you look in this and it's like if you like certain styles, they have a lot of styles. That's the thing. They have a diver. They have a, they have chronographs. They have um, dress watches. They have a bunch of different types of of brands. And that's why I think I'm like think of like Longines that kind of catalog. And but they're all owned by Swatch Group, and they are the sister brand or the younger brother, the little brother of Glashut Original. So you have like really nice watches great quality watches and something a little bit under the radar but um they've been around for 125 years uh it's a really really great uh brand i really like it and you can get some excellent watch for very little yeah they're very nice uh very very nice i'm looking at the one with the green uh, dial oh, the Nora the Miss date yeah, yeah, like yeah. the one you were just mentioning yeah so you can get a bunch of them in different uh, it's styles it's beautiful oh it's it's it has like a the night sky kind of style dial right yeah you have little uh, interesting patterns fuck it's yeah, yeah. it's it's really nice. Super Luminova. You know, British Cordovan straps. Uh, you know, uh, these watches are also from a factory from a, uh, that creates high horology as well. And just really, really great watches. This is fantastic. Yeah, Union Glassout is a little under the radar, and I think a lot of people need should look at them. But we don't look at them here because, SWAT, like, look at it this way. Because, Dimitri, you really are a fan of Mido. Mido. And Mido. No, that's Fifido. <laughs> no, it's Scudo. Scudo. Just said Fifido. I just, I just, I just messed everything Fee up. Fifido. Guys, guys, it's only my first language. I don't even know what I'm saying exactly. half the time. It's so, bullshit. So the way you like Mido, 
Mido is, is something that you don't find in North America. You go in the shops here, you won't find them. What will you find? You'll find Tiso and Hamilton. And if you go into Europe, you'll find Mido. But Mido is no better or no, like when you look at the quality and they're watching, even the styles, they're close to Hamilton. They're very similar. They use the same movements. They're all part of the Swatch Group. Right. This is another brand of the Swatch Group, but this is like their elevated uh, quality, uh, we'll say, consortium of watches but they're not popular here because they're not north american they're german so oh, they're beautiful to, though they're Oof. really great you have Oof. something for everything and the quality is excellent i've been in europe and i've, I've gone and i've seen union glass what, what's it like it's it's great <laughs> <laughs> so it's they it's, speak it's, languages people are nice they have mcdonald's <laughs> can you believe it <laughs> okay wow I was on the I was kind of on the fence before, but now I think I'll exactly I'll go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a, something for everything. I think this is a good brand to get you into maybe German watches, and comes with a lot of cred instead of maybe going with Nomos that is very boutique and micro brand. This has been around for 125 years, and they have a little something for everyone. So that's my first pick. And uh, I'm looking at the Normus Date uh, White Dial, yeah. and uh, it uh, weighs very, very, very a little 69 grams. Giggity. Giggity. So, but has that like blue seconds hand? Oh, it's beautiful. As a doubt, and it's I gorgeous. And I think it's perfect for your segue for your next watch. Um, yeah. So it's after office, like after hours, like a cinq à sept, or going get a drink. Yeah. In the before times, um, but I think that's it's a watch that I'm also going to talk about. At, at least the brand. It's uh, a la chute original. So perhaps maybe I should uh, kind of venture a bit, a bit into so. the history. First of you, yeah. yeah. But this is the big, the other big brother, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So this is, if we're going to jump into a Glassute original, uh, let us uh, let me kind of start off and I'll just talk a little yeah. bit about the history of brand. I don't know why I always read it like the first word is German and the second word is Spanish. <laughs> original. <laughs> how, how would you say it? Original. Originale. Originale. <laughs> originale. No, that's Italian. Originale. <laughs> no, but I did say like that. Originale. Grassahut. Muy originale. Originale. Yeah. People at home, uh, while, while saying that, Dima was putting his fingers in the air like a, like a pizza man, I guess. Like a, like a pizza man. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what okay. pizza man? What is a pizza has man? Has ever done this? Who? What? Who are you? Uh, is uh, well, a uh, less known cousin of Superman. Oh. <laughs> oh god okay so uh we'll cut it out at least you make yourself laugh yes. let's let's make let's cut everything out it's like, <laughs> i just thought of something so funny you want to tell us like no, no it's, you guys won't understand that it's it's too funny it's too clever self high five okay so uh i'm going to talk about uh glassuta original and i kind of wanted to do uh talk about them because you know that i, I love what they make I've, i think that they produce fantastic watches but i've I never really like learned a little bit. I wanted to learn about the history a little bit, and I um, never really liked the name. So you know, like a very interesting fact about the name itself, which might come off as not very creative, having the watch being from Glasute and the brand being called Glasute Original. Uh, you know, my one would think that they just you know it's just whatever. Like they didn't really think it through very well, mm-hmm. but this could not be further from the truth. The name original has fantastic historical roots. So Glashütte is a small town in Germany considered to be the mecca of German watchmaking. Its orological history began in 1841 when Ferdinand Adolf uh, Lange so what made it uh, uh, so they, they, they proposed a detailed plan to open a watch factory and they proposed it to the Royal Saxon government 
what made the plan stand out from the t- traditional German work watchmaking at the time is that the idea of educating apprentices and having them focus on uh, a very specific specialization, enabling the foundation of the industry in Glashut itself. So Ferdinand has traveled across Switzerland prior to doing this and was inspired quite a bit by the local Swiss watchmakers. Um, um, who were successfully implementing such uh, similar practices. Uh, the Royal Saxon government fell in love with the idea. Uh, they loaned a large amount of money, and uh, him, along with three other people, were considered to be the forefathers of uh, Glasut, the, the, the starters. So it's Ferdinand Lange, Moritz uh, Grossman, uh, Julius Asman, and I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> Grossman and Asman, the two guys. Yeah, but and Moritz Grossman is one of the best manufacturer, watch manufacturers Very expensive. Ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Adolf uh, Schneider. The Dutch. Yeah. So they're considered to be the four founding fathers of the Glasshut watch industry. Uh, the industry in Glasshut uh, very quickly became so successful that other watchmakers, even from other countries, started to copy them yep. in using the word Glasshut and their watches. N- and even some Swiss watchmakers were guilty of this. So uh, if you if you do some Google search, you will find like very very old Swiss watches that that stamp the word Glashut on their watches, and they call it System Glashut or something like that, right? Mm. Because of this, back in the day, to differentiate the fake Glashut watches from the original watches, the original Glashut watches were saying Glashut original. Okay, so they went like the um, like us on Instagram, where the big black like official right so that's exactly. the story the, that's the story and then we fast forward Not a little like these bit. other sons of bitches out there we fast forward a little bit um we talk about now uh you know the the, the 20th century the two wars yeah. so the industry um so the town the town itself glasswood it's more like a small village it sounds it suffered some really extensive damage during the world war ii losing many manufacturers and at the same time, because once... And people. Well, yeah, but mostly <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> but at the right. same at the same time, because uh, Germany was, after the World War, Germany was split into to the, the Western Germany and the East Germany that was controlled by the Soviets. Mm-hmm. It was affected by the Soviet influence after the war and was forced to give away like m- most of its tools and machinery. Those hard times forced uh, many watchmakers from Glasshut, and there's a lot of little independent ones at that time, to kind of get together and find ways to produce things, produce everything themselves. So in-house movements uh, that they're famous for today was more of a necessity rather than a luxury back in the day. Yeah, they had to just figure it out. Right, they had to figure it out. So And so um, um, yeah. When they gave their stuff away, like all the machine to do their watches and everything, is it then that was like born Rakita and not the other brand? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's, it's actually... It's like a split it's a, in the timeline there. It's, it's a very good point. <laughs> very possible. Like those things went somewhere. I'm pretty sure that's what... There's probably some connection there. And when yeah. we do an episode about Soviet watches and history, we can probably find that they probably all originate around that time. Yeah. yeah. They use machinery that they probably like stole from other countries when uh, mm-hmm. after the war. They leased them. They leased them uh, permanently. <laughs> Borrowed indefinitely. Borrowed, yeah. So... The GDR, which was the, the, the German Democratic Republic, which is basically the East Germany, in 1951 decided to combine all of the little manufacturers in Glasshut and create uh, a conglomerate called VEB. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce it because I'm going to butcher it, but it's, uh, it's G-U-B, you can Google it. It's a huge conglomerate of watchmakers, independent watchmakers in Glasshut. It existed until the unification of Germany, which occurred uh, after the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1990. Uh, and that part, after that, though this organization was allowed to get privatized, 
and this way the Glasut original was born. So Glasut original, the name itself has its roots to independent watchmakers who were using the word original to to uh, emphasize yeah. the fact that we are from Glasut and mm-hmm. you Swiss copycats are making yeah. fakes, so, <laughs> which is a fantastic name if you know the yeah. history. Uh, well, let me take earlier. I was saying like like uh, some Swiss brand was using the Glashut name as a, you know it's a city or a village right. uh, on their stamp. I was trying to think of other brands or like things that are doing that, and I was like, "There's a Ferrari named Montreal, and it's the worst Ferrari ever made." <laughs> what about the Tag Heuer? <laughs> uh, yeah. What about uh, an Italian car maker uh, Ducati? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you say Bugatti? No, it's Bugatti. It's French. <laughs> no, but they. Um, What's it called? Uh, there is a tag warrior, the the one that you put on your list. You had it on yeah, limited list. edition Montreal. Love yeah. that, huh? Yeah, it's pricey though. <laughs> so yeah. what it is? I'm done with the history. I think the like now that I know about why the name is original, I think it's amazing. Like yeah. at first when I didn't know anything, I thought just the word original is just not creative at mm. all. Like somebody was lazy when they were naming it the company. It wasn't original, but but it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to quickly talk about the watch that I chose. Mm-hmm. I chose a dress watch. It's going to be a Glasshut original uh, Senator Excellence. Yeah, it's a great, yeah. Uh, $22,000 Canadian, expensive watch. It's a red, a red gold case, 40 millimeter, five bar. It's 10 millimeters high. It's standard for like a dress watch that's supposed to go under the cuff. Uh, it's a vintage style um, design with a railroad chapter ring. Caliber 3601, it's an in-house movement. Automatic. 100 hours of power reserve and it's a 4 hertz movement. So Glashut... Awesome for such a small, thin watch, right? You see Glashut is original is... Um, doesn't hold its value. It's one of those watches like if you look secondhand, just like Langenzun. It's probably because they're not as popular. popular yeah. The, the reason, they just don't hold. Just like Langenzun. Uh, so you go like Langenzun is the top and then like the smaller brand is Glashut because you can go find the Glashut original you can get a... A ten thousand dollar panel lunomatic, uh, like moon phase uh, regulator that right. sells for fifty grand. Right. But you can get that like this senator. You could probably find it for eight nine grand. I'm telling you on the Chrono twenty four. But it's a, an insane piece of work. Like this is. Oh, a, that's what I mean. Yeah, a, they go. If you want to get this a, high like horology, a high end, this yeah, is high horology. This is yeah. high horology. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful watch with blue thermally blued hands. It's it looks very let's say. Um, classic dressy but it has enough of like different touches unique design choices that make it super super unique and original oh (laughs) 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 and i I honestly i can't get over the fact that this watch is uh super thin 10 millimeters and it's 100 hours power reserve automatic movement with the rotor holy shit but it is twenty two thousand dollars, right yeah so you pay for you pay for this so that that's my uh, pick. They're um, making a they're making a big splash though. These days, yeah, like the, the new uh, CQ that they made, right? The it's beautiful. CQ, yeah, it's very very nice. So twenty two thousand dollars, you said. Uh, mine's a limited edition, so it's eight grand. <laughs> it's a bit more affordable. I mean, the, the logic doesn't compute in my head. I, I know. But, uh, that, that was uh, some uh, humor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, some. <laughs> very little. <laughs> you, it was a failed attempt. You humor. distribute humor in very small amounts. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, here's 2% of my joke. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the other 2% next week. <laughs> the other 2%? <laughs> Overall, it was 4%. It's a, it's a 25-year mortgage. <laughs> um, so the uh, Glass <laughs> original the 60s uh, annual edition so they do a special edition of that watch every year uh, so right now if you go on a website it's the 2020 version the 2021 isn't out yet um so it's more of a dress watch uh, it's um 
it's not the same caliber. It's the caliber 3952. So it's 40 hour per reserve. It's still in house. Um, the finish on that movement is really, really nice. That's the looks rain- like a Timex Marlin. What about the Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the, the first thing I, I saw when I was looking into uh, the Gushit website was that movement, that finish, that the way that they did it. And funny enough, all the marketing for that watch, you never see the uh, open case back. It does come with an open case back, but you just see the movement by itself, not in the watch. Does it look like? Timex Marlin? That's what I just said. Oh, I didn't pay, listen to it. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Did not pay attention to anything you were saying. Not, <laughs> like usual. <laughs> it's just a, like, there's like a filter in my head. Like, shh, shh, I'm talking. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. I'm done with you. <laughs> exactly. Shh, I'm done with you. Yeah. So it's a three quarter plate, uh, stripe finish, uh, beveled edge. Um, it's all, all the watch has polished steel parts. Um, the rotor is skeletonized and there's a two, double G symbols on it. And the the weight on the rotor are twenty four karat gold. I'm not big on gold normally, but I think it's a nice uh, it's a nice, a nice touch for that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, all the the other parts of that movement are uh, gold as well. Not the, the full parts, but the um, um, God damn it. the the spring. Right? Okay, I I agree with you about uh, being more of a, a stainless steel uh, yes. person. But certain watches they just look like night and day, even when they're like. Like the uh, the historic American, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So the case is thirty nine millimeters. Uh, the case height is nine point four millimeters. So it's really not that big. It's sapphire front and rear, uh, stainless. I said earlier. Um, the dial is uh, degradé galvanized glacier blue. That's the name of the color. Um, Arabic uh, numeral. The markers are milled. That's something I find really interesting. So all the markers are like oh. CNC down. So they take a, a slab the dial and then they just kind of like chisel away right until they yeah. get the markers yeah. some of the Langen zone is done that way yeah one, so one of the new yeah, so all uh, the markers on that watch even if they're really small i don't take a huge a huge um, real estate on that dial they're all milled that's something i found really really interesting for that watch um and yeah i'm at eight eight thousand three hundred dollar canadian if you can get one because it's only 25 units per year those limited editions but you, yeah the limited edition but you yes. can find the uh, glass shoots original 60s no the normal right yeah for about six grand six and a half grand and you're getting into high horology at that point it could be pretty mm-hmm. much your only watch and you can do everything with it and it's kind of sure enough yeah um and there's the only thing i, I had a, a hard time with that watch is the 12 yeah it almost like looked like a fish yeah, like a fish, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> like the Jesus fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, right? The Christ fish, the Christian fish. Yeah. So, I will. I want to give a shout out to a brand that uh, also comes from Glashut that we're not going to talk about today, but that I also like. You can also look at Mule Glashut, uh, M-U-H-L-E, with the the two uh, points on top of the U, so Mule, Mule Glashut. They're another brand that, that is from uh, Glashut as well, uh, but they're a family brand that's been around since the mid-19th century. So um, it's a family-run company like Bookerer. They're still a family-run company today. They have tidy, clean, very functional in their watches. They have divers. They have uh, the, the main ones they have is the Promare, the Teutonia, and the Terrasport. Um, they have um, two, a lot of tool watches. Uh, and they have a collaboration with the German Maritime Search and Rescue Service, the rescue pilots from the German Marines. So what's good is that this is another brand. Um, what I like about Mule Glassut is that they're on their own. They are um, been family run and they're not bought by any other big brands. Yeah. Family run businesses are always uh, insane. I find it's yeah. like holding 
sometimes huge companies for that long. Yeah. Cartier, right. Cartier did it for a very long yeah. time until no, recently. It's like you, you see the name on the reservation, like it's Brookerer and like the, the part of that family, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and they were able to survive, you know, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's impressive. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, the only car, uh, business I know that is kind of family owned is BMW. Right. Yeah, and that's why they're not part of any big other uh, car conglomerate. In the s s 70s, Benz was about to buy BMW and one of the like part owner of the brand didn't want uh, BMW to go elsewhere so they bought 60% of the brand and it's still the same family owned today it's still 60% of the brand is it is it true um, or a myth no. that the the original design of the BMW logo is because they started making airplanes it's the is, propeller is the propeller is the, rota I, is the way the I rotating propeller the, the, looks there's another reason behind it I forget what it is but everyone says that and it makes sense but that's not the reason it's like that no, it's uh, I heard no, exactly that was in the it, war and well that's what I heard too but no, I thought it was like an the, urban legend it, it's the color of the shield of the family or something like that the shield of the family yeah like a crest the shield they crest? used when they attacked Europe <laughs> <laughs> no like a family crest right <laughs> Jesus <laughs> just quiet eh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no it's the uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> god damn <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's a family crest color. Yeah. It doesn't and look like a family crest. It doesn't look like family crest. It's motorwork. very basic. No, but you know, Usually there's like, like a line no, or a, a liger. The colors and the, like the way this, they or put like it down. Yeah, I'd have to see that. Yeah, because I, I was in, um, you know, it's funny. My brother was like a, a fucking nerd. We were in... Nerd. Yeah, we were in Edinburgh. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. And we're in some beautiful, like some we're in some like um, cathedral that also has like a mausoleum, like a crypt. And then there's like all of the different uh, um, crests from different families. My brother's playing. He goes, oh, so they're Saxon and they're this. He goes, yeah, because they have this. And he goes, if they married, that's the other uh, family. So then they have these colors. These trumpet means how many of the, like he showed. He, he knew all this stuff for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe he lived in England too long. The point is that no family crest looks like that. No, <laughs> no, family crest usually has like no, a lion or a, a dragon. sword, and like with yeah, a like a unicorn, a fucking stuff. You were not listening. I said they just took the color from the family crest. Oh, fine. I can take oh the color of the sky. <laughs> and that's why wait, there's wait, like wait, a two wait, section like this. I have a question. He goes, the colors of the family crest. What were the what colors were the family crest? Did you literally just say black, white, and blue? Blue and white. Okay, so. And the same section, there's like the two section, like blue, blue, and white, white, right? No. Oh my god. Okay. Like, wow. You're the worst. Wow. You're the worst. I thought when you, I thought you actually knew anything yeah, about cars. cars. You don't do anything. You don't know anything about anything. No, I don't know anything. What's your next uh, watch, <laughs> Kevin? It's my turn. All right. So maybe moving on, uh, continuing in that into that vein, I, I'll maybe I'll do what my diver, or do a chrono. I'll go my chrono. So Krona went with a, a Jung Hans, and uh, I didn't go. I was thinking of the Max Bill, and a lot of people will think of the Max Bill as a chronograph. If you're into Bauhaus, I think you cannot go wrong with um, the Max Bill. So anyone out there who's listening, by all means, go for it. I went with the Jung Hans Meister Telemeter Chronoscope. It's a watch that came out in 2016. It's a vintage-style um, chronograph, but it's a little bit dressy as a, as a watch. So it is the... Um, uh, Junghans Meister Telemeter Chronoscope. So, um, this watch takes the vintage look of chronographs uh, from the early 20th century. It's really cool because it has a telemeter reading or telemeter scale around it. A telemeter scale was used, uh, not like a tachymeter scale, was used to when uh, a, a bomb would be shot or essentially launched. 
and you would start it at the moment that the, it would fire and then to the moment it would land and that would allow you to give you an idea of the distance how far that it was when the, the, the it was fired you need to have some balls you hear like a cannon shooting out their direction and go okay let me start it <laughs> exactly if I survive I can know where if it is if I survive <laughs> um, and this watch to me has a very uh, driver's feel it really is like the very like a a, a, a driver uh, type um, style What I really like about it is that in the registers themselves, the registers are dug out of the dial itself. They're like they're like they're like cups that have been pulled out from the actual dial. So they're like, well, how can I say, uh, recessed into the dial. No, you should be able to say it. You it's your first I, language. I just did. Like I just did. Don't look at the Russian to, to give you advice on how to speak so, English. <laughs> yeah, powered by the Junghans 880.3 caliber, which is essentially a 2892 with a Dubois Depraz 2030 chronograph module. This watch comes in at about 2,200 bucks. Looking at 40.8 millimeters, which is a very acceptable size for a chronograph at just under 41 millimeters. Um. 45 millimeter lug to lug. So it's very dressy that way. Um, I don't like the lug width at 21 millimeters. That is not uh, very... Uh, What about pleasant. 19? What? What about 19? Equally challenging. But less we're challenging. We're talking about what now? Yeah, the lug width. Watches. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, 19 is okay. I know what you're talking about. Watches from, <laughs> from, watches from Germany. So yes. in this case, the telemeter chronoscope, uh, it looks familiar. Um, and it's because they used to have a version on it under Meister Calendar Moon. Um, except this version um, had different dimensions for their, their chronograph in itself. Anyway, this is a very vintage looking chronograph. I think it kind of goes away from the Bauhaus that Germany offers, which is why I like it. It also is a very busy dial, but it still kind of looks clean. It's like a dressy chronograph. It has that vintage feel. You can wear it uh, when you're when you're dressed up. Um, and I really like this chronograph. I don't like the strap that it comes on. Um, I've been able to try it on. We tried it on. We're at the watch fair in itself. Okay. Yes. So they also have a steel bracelet for this one if you can find it. I would put this on an old... Uh, Uh, maybe right now I got the Forstner um, uh, uh, clip, bun clip bracelet. But uh, putting it on this is is really very great if you can get one at 21 millimeter. And I know Forrester does as well. So on the wrist, it's just excellent to wear. Um, would I buy this watch now? It's a lot of money. I would look at it getting used. I look at so look at it used on the used market. I think you can really uh, uh, find it for a really good deal. Uh, but definitely, this is a, a great pick and it's... Um, pretty much all you can uh, wish for as a chron as a chronograph watch too how much is it again about 2000 bucks so it's a bit more expensive than the standard chronoscope right by who oh, the Hans chronoscope yeah. yes yes <coughs> yeah this one's a little bit uh, yes exactly so the lens is acrylic with sicrylin what do you uh, feel about the acrylic uh, uh, crystal i look i don't i don't fucking beat up my watches so i'm good Like at all, like really, not like Carl. Yeah, no, I mean, I drove them down the stairs. Yeah, on purpose. On so purpose. hey, let's see, let's see who gets downstairs first. <laughs> Shuck, what or they say? <laughs> Who's knocking at the door? Just throws his watch at the door. <laughs> it says it says shock resistance on it. Yeah, yeah, but shock, yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. Yeah, I yeah, mean, uh, it's really a it's a very nice and vintage part. I kind of think I like. I prefer that tool over the uh, the classic. Uh, Uh, and, and vintage is so hot right now. Vintage and I so think, hot. and I think it's just so different from 
you know, everything's so Bauhaus, everything's German, minimal, clean cut. This is a fun, inspired uh, feel. It's a, a different. It's beautiful. It's different. It's, it's uh, it, it has that vintage though. look. It looks like it's from the 60s. And, and the one thing I liked about it too, that I think can fail tremendously when people try to do vintage, when we saw it, is when they try to make those numerals a little bit creamy. Not white, but like they make it a little bit creamy. That like vintage kind of like uh, mm. paint that can fail very fast. And this one, they did it because it's not too, it's not too, um, it's not too heavy. It's not too mm-hmm. uh, intense. flagrant, intense. Yeah. Nice. So um, I'll go next. It's the best Breitling you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I disagree with you though on that. I'll disagree too, and I'll explain. I know, I'll tell you. I've looked up. Uh, I know exactly. I, I'm pretty sure I know what exactly what you're talking about. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's the uh, Zen 903, right? Yeah. I, I was just joking because it's a Navy timer, pretty much. It is. <laughs> Not pretty much. It is. <laughs> they stole. The, they stole. They bought the rights and. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so they bought. The except rights. that it's you a chunker. Like, you know, like the Germans chunker. don't steal, steal everything. Okay. <laughs> No, they just take it. Sometimes they take it. And they it. put it in Switzerland. Sometimes they come to your house and just make, the sell, make themselves at home. They, they go, ooh, that's a nice painting. <laughs> Squatter. Russians also do that. <laughs> hey, how you doing? That's my house. No, that's our house. Huh. Our house. <laughs> I'm getting triggered. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to meet you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Z903. <laughs> uh, it's the it's the Navy timer. It's a really similar similar watch, except uh, that it's a chunker. It's like fifteen thousand millimeters thick. Like it's ridiculous. Well, it depends. No, it's it, it's case inner, thickness fourteen point five millimeters. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Because it's it's well, it's manual wind. There's one is manual wind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but well, yeah, the the one the uh, one I have 903 STBE. That's the uh, white and blue dial. Um, it's the lip uh, LIP. 8,000 movement. It's self-winding. There's 28 um, jewels. Um, there's the second stump function and it's anti, uh, anti-magnetic as well. Um, stainless steel, polish. Uh, uh, that's the best case you can get always. Stainless steel. That's the only thing you have to go for. As it says the man wearing titanium. titanium yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, it's just a liar. It's just a liar. It, it, yeah, but that's do, for doing uh, the dishes. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep going, yeah. Um, Sapphire crystal glass in the front. Um, it's uh, anti-reflective on the both sides. Transparent case back made of sapphire crystal glass. Um, it's only uh, anti-reflective in, uh, in the inside of that glass. It's uh, case back. It's screwed fasteners. Um, it said like uh, I was reading the spec sheet. It said meet the technical requirement for waterproofness, as set out as of standard DIN A three ten. I was like. That's really German. I, I was l- trying to look a bit more into it. Uh, it's 10 bar. <laughs> it's 10 bar, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Look it up. <laughs> okay. um, and I, I, some spec, I, I was I didn't really understand. It said low pressure resistance. I'm guessing that's on the like pallet stuff. Low pressure. Imagine, in the yeah, yeah, when you're going up in altitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dimension, like Timo was saying a bit earlier, it, it's, a, it's a trunker. It's a slab of metal. It's 41 millimeters. Um, the lug width is 22. The case thickness is at 14.5. And without the strap, it's 88 gram. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit on the uh, bigger side. But they, they all are. They're, but it's even thinner than the Breitling, the one if you get the manually wound one. Right? Zin 903, there is a manually wound uh, version. Right. The one you're talking about is an automatic. Yes. So it's as thick as the Breitling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have a thinner version of it. And you like this more than the Breitling? Why? I'm just curious. 
I, I don't know. I, I just have, I, I feel I have more confidence into a German slash Zen also brand. Also, the movement <laughs> is like forty five hours. Breitling is seventy hours, right? For the same watch. I mean, it, it's it's the, questionable that it is yeah. a, a better watch than Breitling. It's half the price. I was joking. It's price. But it is half no, the price. But there's two thi- There's two things that I like more about the Breitling than the Zen, is that the Zen, for example, has the third crown to move the slide rule. Yeah. The Breitling is actually. With your, it's just, it's actually a mm-hmm. um, the bezel itself. Yeah, you turn the bezel to put your slide rule. Which it, and I don't know if you ever tried it. Next time you go, take one of those Breitlings and just turn the bezel on the Navi timer, and you're gonna. It's 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 really right. This nice. really perfect smoothness, right? That's why you thing. pay the big bucks. Pay the big bucks. The second thing is that bezel itself. That when you're turning it on that crown and you look at it, it's like it feels like it's a piece of bezel uh, that's been just put onto the dial. While the Breitling has a little bit of like this curve where it kind of like goes up when you turn it, that bezel, that uh, slide rule bezel, it is twice the price, but it does have a, there's just little things like that. Is it like twice that. the value? Exactly. Yeah. But you could say the same thing. I could find you a fucking, uh, a $1,500 Hamilton that's as good as a $5,000 Tudor, right? But does it look the same? <laughs> What? No, does it look the same? Yeah. <laughs> like those, those watch, I can say that because they're pretty fucking yeah, similar. Yeah, but would you, buy, would you buy a Tudor GMT? Pepsi? Like... You're like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Pepsi light. It's like, yeah, because you, can, you can't get the Rolex. Exactly. But you can get a Breitling. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no one's true. buying them for some reason. No, but I like the Zen 903. I like yeah, it too. I, I like yeah, it too. But, but I, I would probably choose a Breitling. Yeah, I think we'll just I, a, a quick entry for Zen as well just to say, uh, hey. It's a worthy <laughs> mention. I think it's probably one of yeah. the, uh, the I have brands a, that you really have to I'll be. Talk t- I'll about. talk about Zen. I have Zen on my list too. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, my next, my third one would be Mule, also Glasutte. Oh, you went with Mule. Yes, I mentioned I it before. So no, I thought you didn't have Mule in your yes, list. I did. Yes, oh, I did. Mule is excellent. Okay. Fuck, yes, I, I, I forgot did. you had Mule. Yes, okay. I did. And for you. they're f- awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm gonna, so it's also another brand from Glasuta. I'm going to go quickly about the history. Uh, it's a privately owned German brand uh, going back five generations. It just shows. Awesome. I just I spoke for like two minutes about this. He wasn't listening at all. <laughs> I know. I don't listen to you. It's okay. I think it's, I feel like a filter. Say, no, but, I mean, the, sorry, I just don't understand your accent. It's true, though. You, we you know, <laughs> do your bit. I'll choose which one's better. I'll cut the other one. I just didn't understand. <laughs> I was like, there's been around the family. How? Yeah, yeah like, and then I was like, I'm a bookerer. I was like, yes. He <laughs> was distracted. That's why we talk about BMW 2. Yeah. BMW, I only, hear, I only listen to the part that I he wanted like to hear. This, he went, wait a minute. The logo. <laughs> That's the only time he popped in. <laughs> we spoke it. Oh my God, it's so funny. Uh, okay, so, so they initially started in 1869 by Robert Mule in Glasute, nice. and uh, uh, they were manufacturing precision measuring instruments for the watch industry. So they were not even making watches for most of the time because um, if you think of Mule itself, the, when they, we, they only started producing watches in 1990. The brand has been around for 150 years almost. Yeah. They were not even making watches. They were producing instruments. So... Um, starting around in 1925, they also started producing speedometers, rev counters, and clocks. Their main factory was destroyed by the Soviet bombing. Shout out to Soviets. My people. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Just r- ravaging everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, they were <laughs> bombing and or annexing <laughs> since 1899. Bom- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> ravaging. Do you guys remember that movie, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, right? About yeah. the vampires. When he was talking about like when he was a Nazi vampire and like uh, he goes, it was, you know, it was a time when there was like we were pillaging, like ravaging villages, children. It was totally great. Oh my God. <laughs> it's all humors <laughs> until we get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, 
So the, the Soviet bombing in World War II almost completely shut down their business. And at that point, it was already the grandson of, the, of Robert Muley who started the company. His name was Hans Muley. He opened a new company in December 1945. They were manufacturing dial trains. So those are like gear trains uh, to, for pressure and temperature measuring instruments. They were doing this until 1970 when the company suffered another major financial failure. At this point, it was already, it was the fourth generation Mule, Hans Jürgen Mule, who is, by the way, still alive. So he's the grandfather of the current uh, uh, person who's in charge. The company was transferred into the national ownership, which is which seems to be the case quite often with the German companies at that time. Uh, it was Glasshut watchmaking parts, uh, watchmaking plants. So Hans Jürgen Mule became a manager of the nationalized plant under the German unification process in 1990. And uh, in which the German Democratic Republic, the GDR, became the part of federal Germany, so the merged with the West. And he was able to revive the company of his ancestors, and in 1994 founded what we know today as Mühle Glashütte, which is now producing wristwatches. Uh, uh, the, so they're known for producing movements, and uh, and they quite they actually have quite a few patents on making their watches, and they. Uh, Kind of do their own movements, but I'll explain a little bit. So the watch I'm going to talk about, I think it's quite unique. It's called Mule Promare uh, Date. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I mentioned you're like, oh, they have the Promare, the Titonia. <laughs> <laughs> but this one that I'm talking about, is it's the one that's bezel-less. And I think that's mm-hmm. very unique. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Rolex uh, Sub, or sorry, the Rolex GMT Master that uh, uh, that was in the movie Apocalypse Now, the Marlon Brando War. Right, that he ripped it off so that it's not recognizable as a Rolex. Yeah, uh, it kind of looks like that. So it has like a, it's a diver. It's a three hundred meter diver with no bezel. It's a bit of a chunker. It's forty four millimeters. It has a very similar case shape to a, um, a Submariner. It's only twelve millimeters height. Uh, it's a stainless steel case with a ceramic inlay. It has an automatic Celita SW four hundred, but it's a Mule version. Not like stamping your logo on the on the rotor. No, no. They take this movement apart completely, replace a major uh, uh, amount of parts with their own, mm-hmm. and then put it back together. So it's decorated. They put their own jewels in there. They change different parts. They have a lot of patented parts that they put in their movements. Um, it's a, a waterproof to 30 bar, uh, 30 hours of power reserve, and it costs about $3,000 Canadian. One thing I think I want to mention also is that one of the pieces that's unique, it has um, a patented uh, woodpecker neck regulator in the, in the movement. That's amazing. So that's like, they take a, a cellular movement, they take it apart and put their own patented parts, put it back together, decorate it, and present it. It's really not at all, basically. You can almost call it an in-house movement. And uh, <laughs> Remix. Remix. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the woodpecker neck, a fine adjustment is a balanced system consisting of fine adjustment screw, regulator arm, and a counter-pressure spring. And this movement, uh, I'll summarize, it kind of allows you for just a, for a longer lifespan, for smoother operation of the watch itself. And uh, they patented it along with a lot of other different uh, patents that they have. So they're innovators in their own field. Nice. First time I ever hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never heard about that. Oh my god! I don't think anybody's spoke about this watch mm. or first, this brand. First time, first time ever. First time ever. First time. How many watches do you have left? I have two. I have only one left. Oh, okay. I, I did three, so maybe you. Uh, I am the last to go in this round. Okay, so I have a diver in my wild card. So let me go with my diver. I went with Zin. Can't go wrong with Who? Zin. I went never with the. Uh, What's their, the brand? Nobody spoke about it this before today. Their fantastic <laughs> uh, release of the U fifty. 
the diving watch that really, I think, um, finally took him over the top. I said, they're always a bride made and never a bride. But this watch finally, I, I love the U1 that came out before, which was a lot larger. This is a 41 millimeter version of the of the Diver um, U-series. Why do they call it the U-50? Do we know? The U-50? I think it's probably based after a submarine. U-boat? I know, I know you probably, know? yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm asking you. The, the, it's made of German submarine steel. So literally, it's it's the bezel is made of Tejiman technology. So it, you can't even scratch it. You can. They, that's what they say. It's, is it uh, made from the actual steel from submarine? Or yeah, the same metal. It's hardened. It's okay, the same okay. Metal it's not it's like hardened. a scrap metal, right? No, no, no. And it's 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 hard. Like same it's, supplier. <laughs> it's so over the top. And the worst part is my wild card. I'll get into them after. Is a brand that used to make cases for Zinn. Okay. Um, and they make even more scratch resistant and and like better cases. Uh, well, just like they're they're so overbuilt, kind of like Ball. You know, Ball makes really yeah. overbuilt watches, but this one it always looks overbuilt. But this U50 finally kind of sets it apart and kind of makes you think of this this Tudor you're wearing because it's a real proper dives watch. It has a a bezel that you cannot scratch. It has this very black matte dial kind of like the matte blue that you mm -hmm. have the white is stark just like the white that is on your it is really functional and it's finally the right size at 41 500 meters of water resistance it's certified by the tested by the european diving uh, equipment standards and the dn the dnvgl um the crown like it, it's 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 just a really incredible watch um and uh, it's it's been super well received. You can't go wrong with Zinn, but this watch in the for, in the U50 is something that um is is excellent. I think the 50 probably has to do with 50 bar. Yeah. That's what mm, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it makes sense. I would, and uh, I would you bet for you both. And you for sure probably comes up but the I, I'm I'm like 99% sure that's Or underwater. Like, what? No, it's you both 50 bars. We decided. Call okay. Zin. Tell them. Yeah. Zin, you don't even know this yet, but that's the name of the watch. That's the so, origin story of your watch. Perfectly sized at 41 millimeter. You're looking at 20 millimeter lug width. Case thickness is less than, it's 11.1, 74 grams. So it's really light, the watch. So it's like your, um, your, uh, your, your, uh, tutor, your tutor, exactly. So but it's better though, right? It's bad, much better. It's, it's worse in every way. But when you think about it, this watch is also like two grams. Yeah, it's uh, it's just like that's Zin. Excellent, really fantastic excellent. value. Yeah. Okay, cut down. So and and <laughs> when and German submarine, <laughs> German submarine steel, like and 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 it's just so well regarded. You can find a million reviews online. Go look it up. If you if you're a fan, well, if million, I'm gonna go search, I expect nothing less than a million. If you're okay? a fan, you're not gonna be disappointed. Sort of <laughs> What only nine hundred thousand? Nine hundred thousand? Wow, that was Eli. betrayed. <laughs> betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wild card round. Yes, let's yes, do that. Let's do it. Let's go. So, uh, me, it's the cheapest of. My, no, it's not the cheapest. Yeah, of course not. Um, and Zone? Alanga and Zone? Elang and Zone? Why look at me? I'm not German. Ask this guy. <laughs> You're, yeah, you speak languages. <laughs> this guy literally is eating strudel right in front of you right now. Strudel. Attendez la crème. Madame With sauerkraut. <laughs> No, but that's what he has with her yesterday. Attendez la crème. Oh. Yeah, that movie. I, I, I know I want to watch it now. I want to watch it now. It's, uh, I think it's a langan zona. Yeah. Zona, like you have to pronounce yeah. it. And I think watch enthusiasts just call it langa, right? Langa. Yeah. So, a langa. Uh, it's the grand langa one. <laughs> of course. 
it's uh i took the 25 uh, 25th anniversary as well so it's the wild gold uh with uh, um they call argenté dial yeah um so it's a two-year-old watch now it's a special anniversary it's still on their website it's from 2019 um so it's the seventh model in the row that do a special edition. They have like a special edition collection. That's the seventh one. And um, it's still for sale, even if there's only 25 time pieces. So it took them two years to not sell 25 of them. <laughs> this is what, like 2 million bucks, this one? 43,000 euros. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's pocket change for uh, for that rent, I guess. Yeah, it's not a grand complication. No, it's not. They, they they do offer it in that case and that style, but yeah. that's not the one I took. Oh, okay, because you're reasonable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's only forty three thousand uh, dollars. No, euros. Sorry. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Not, yeah. Potatoes, uh, potatoes. Yeah, you know. Um, like I said, wild gold case. Um, wild gold. White. Oh, wild. Like wild, like wild, wild for too. wild. It's like wild rice. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> um. Blue hands. Um, it's the caliber. It's the L O nine five dot one. Um, forty one millimeters, and it's only eight millimeters uh, height in the case size. There's not much to it. I was looking for other specification or history behind it. That's pretty much it. But I feel it's like a beautiful dressy watch that you don't uh, really read. Show what? us. Show us. It's, the... it's one that has the offset uh, dial and everything. So right? that's yes. forty grand. But then you can also buy for ten grand. The Glassute Original Panomatic Lunar, <laughs> which look at this one. Yeah, it's similar. It's very similar. Like yeah, it just but that's what Glassute gives you, and then you can find a Union Glassute for two grand. That's so I'm gonna explore a Union Glassute yeah. since I saw it because I, yeah. I when I when you when you mentioned that you're gonna prepare them, I kind of opened the website and I think I didn't really pay attention. I just looked at the, the first yeah. page and like yeah, it kind of looks like a cheaper version yeah. of, of like the fancy watches, yeah. but holy crap, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, I like the green one oh, and uh, nice. and Glassute Original. I I, I want to own one now. Yeah, oh, yeah, story. Yeah. It's yeah. such an amazing but, um, story. With with all the watches I have today, uh, I was looking uh, at the movement. They all open case back. The watches I choose today, and that movement. The that's a really great movement. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah but Langenzona knows how to create how to decorated movements. Oh, man. It's just the original. You're not like, going to be. You're not going to be disappointed either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. Ew. Beautiful. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. I love the offset dial, that design. Right when yeah. you have an oversized date. Yeah. And yeah, the offset yeah. dial. The big date. It, it is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, just go look it up on their website. It's really beautiful. Watch the like. I feel like with when you have a movement like that, you swap your bands. <laughs> you wear it with the movement up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I agree. Yeah, like, with you. You know, like don't watch it. Don't you don't need to watch the time. You just look at the movement. You go. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> wild card demon wild card okay i'm gonna go now okay so my last watch it's the wild card i save it uh, save the best for last i mean honestly it's not the best but don't say that because it's going to last and he's far from the best yeah. i'm gonna go with a brand called alexander shorokov <laughs> it sounds russian it does and there's a good reason for <laughs> that it's part of the annexing <laughs> so it's a german watch brand producing highly artistic pieces uh, the watches themselves, they use very classic cases, but it's it's the design, right? The, maybe not even the movement itself, but it's the design of the watch that's very artistic. It was started in 1992 by a Russian immigrant from Moscow. Uh, he was born in 1960 in Moscow as an engineer. Uh, as an engineer. He was born <laughs> he was as born an engineer. <laughs> God damn. Times are tough in Russia. Eh? <laughs> are you an engineer? No, okay. No, I'm a crackhead. <laughs> Try again. Fucking <laughs> bastard. I was born a crackhead. <laughs> you know how hard it is? <laughs> you know how expensive it is to maintain my lifestyle? <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, he was born uh, in 1960 in Moscow, and he was an engineer. And in 1991, he was among other 20, 20 other people who was selected by Mikhail Gorbachev to be sent to Germany as part of an initiative to learn international trading skills from successful Western countries. Uh, that was at the moment of perestroika, and the Soviet Union was falling. Uh, so by 1992, he kind of stayed in Germany. He started his own company in Frankfurt, focusing on the distribution of the Russian watch brand Polyot. And Polyot, yes. we've talked about this when we're talking about the space watches. Yeah, yeah, Polyot. Mm-hmm. They make a fantastic chronograph. The Strela? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so by 1994, he started producing his own watches using the licensed name Pilot Inter- uh, Polyot International, which were pretty big. They were selling in 30 different countries. And, uh, you know, his business was growing. And eventually in 2003, he started making his own watches under his own brand name, Alexander Shorokov. Uh, conceptually, a lot of his designs focus on uh, celebrating uh, Russian history from the 19th century, so pre-Soviet Union, like the Imperial Russia times. Um, the names of his watches have references to famous poets, writers, and uh, public figure- figures of those times. Watches uh, itself, they have classic case shapes, so there's not much we can talk about that. Uh, and most parts, I think, because he had so much history working with Polyot, he still does that, and I think he works together with them to import uh, movements or pieces of movements to assemble the watches. That's why he does have watches that are quite affordable and he has cr- mechanical chronographs for a couple of thousand dollars, right? While he has in- insanely artistic designs in his watches. So the watch I am going I chose to talk about, it's a skeletonized watch. It's called Leo Tolstoy, which is a very famous Russian writer from the 19th century. It's a made-up name. Yeah. yeah. His name is Leo. Leo. I know Leo DiCaprio. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is that, Tolstoy? Uh, so that watch uses the Poliot, it's a, it's a chronograph watch, it uses a 31-33 movement, I think it's the, it's originated from the Swiss watch industry, uh, Valjou, but the Poliot's chronograph movement uh, that they use in, in Strela was an, a Valjou movement that they kind of um, imported, ported, but they did actually purchase the rights to the machinery to buy the, to get to do the movement and they were using it to produce the watches that they were the first watches to be and the, uh, the, the spacewalk outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. by, uh, what's his name, Leonov, the Russian cosmonaut. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thing about this watch is just that it's super highly decorated. It's a 41 millimeter watch, 12.5 millimeter thick. It's sapphire glass uh, on both sides, anti-reflective. Uh, it's sup- It's completely hand-skeletonized and hand-engraved and rose gold-plated. Uh, they've only made 25 pieces. Because of that, like it's hard to find prices because all of the watches are museum pieces. It's very difficult mm. to see what it is. They only mm. made 25. Uh, it's a genuine crocodile leather strap. That's what, what the watch looks like. It's not for everybody. It's super highly artistic. It's like going to like a museum of modern art or something, right? Yeah. And uh, if you look, they have like a lot of different, he has a lot of different say types of um, watches. This is very like, like the Russian, let's say, the Russian uh, royalty from the 19th century, where yeah. it's just gold everywhere. Say, but yeah. he also has stuff that looks kind of like the modern art you can see from like um, uh, where there's shapes, uh, like straight shapes of different colors, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I can't really, I would say that his style is mostly avant-garde uh, and that's what he does. And that's kind of his and, business. And yeah, and I love he is a, a version, if you look it up, the Alexander Shorokov, I, I, it's called Candy with a K. I don't know. Sounds like a stripper. It's a stripper. Look it up. No, it's 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 really interesting because the dial looks like it's cut into, I think multiple pieces. The the candy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. And the, the case shape is kind brace- of like the Apple iWatch. Yeah, and the bracelet is two different colors, right? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I like that watch. I've seen it in person. In it's watch, it's like four grand. Uh, in, well, in Florida, you've seen it in watch. 
What? Yeah, You've seen watch. watch. <laughs> exactly. You can see a watch in person. That makes no sense. <laughs> um, but um, in Florida, believe it or not, they have a huge secondhand watch uh, market. So there's a place called um, Exquisite Timepieces. And they're often, uh, or Delway Rata is just like where Federico and these guys are. Uh, they have a lot of, of brands. So they have a little bit of everything. And that watch was there and I really like it. You like person. it. But the case cool. back on that watch is insane. also quite interesting. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's super insane. But you know what? They're not that expensive for, for the amount of work that he puts no, in them. Exactly. So yeah, that was my sec- my last pick. My last wild card. I'm going with a brand that's a little bit um, a little bit more under the radar. I went with a brand called Damasco. Uh, a lot of people may not know them, but um, they're... Um, they are. Um, they used to make cases for Zinn. In fact, if you look at their lineup, they look a lot like Zinn. They're a company that was founded in 1989, so they're relatively new by Conrad Damasco. So it's a family-owned, operated business, and they've been making watches probably for the almost um, 30 years now. It's in '94, I think, is when they started. Started hitting the market in the 2000s. Now, if you look up how they actually make. Uh, their timepieces now. They used to make the cases for Zinn. They use ice-hardened steel, which is four times harder than traditional steel. It creates highly scratched and impact-resistant cases. Their their crowns are fully hardened crowns. So that means that uh, you you can't like you can't even break uh, these crowns. And even if they do break, you just um, you get replace your money it entirely. <laughs> yeah. They're they're in-house manufactured ceramic bearing rotors, so that makes it Im- Possible. It's nearly unbreakable to break the rotors because of the way that they're. It's a ceramic bearing roots. They have s- patented silicon hairsprings, which they developed in two thousand eight. Uh, they modify like Valju seventy seven fifties for their chronographs. Um, they literally just do things or make things better. Like you, if you read about how they actually uh, go, th- if you, you can take a tour through their factory, if you go look up online, they'll show you how they they use uh, lathes, uh, their art mills. It's all state of the art. Uh, they have an electrical discharge machine on how they're able to ma- uh, manage um, uh, how their watches react, multifunction CNC machines. It, they just do things incredibly well. So the watch that I picked from Damasco is the DC-72. It is a chronograph, which you wouldn't actually think it is because you look at yeah. it and you go, how is this actually a chronograph? It's because everything it lines up um, through the um, center register. Everything. So instead of having sub-registers, it's equipped with a a movement that was developed by them, which is a stop-minute display from the center. So everything starts at the regular position of of 12. You'll see like it looks like a little airplane, but it actually fits right on top of the logo, which is two bar. And then once you start the chronograph, a second will appear, and then another hand goes off center to show the minutes that have gone by while you still have the... The um the reading the time the register of the yeah time. so it's, since it's like all the all the ends are stacked on top of each other on the same pinion so imagine how complicated that is to actually manage when everything is off the center register as a chronograph yeah so that's really impressive that's their 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 technology once it wounds up it actually goes fifty hours this watch has a hundred meters of water resistance it's also tested by Airbus Defense and, and Space uh, tested uh, they actually work with them. Um, the watch is in like it's just excellent. Forty-one millimeters, fourteen point six millimeter thick, without the without the crystals, thirteen point seven lug width of twenty millimeters and under fifty millimeters, uh, lug to lug, and the weight is only it's under ninety grams. 
to give you an idea. Mm. And so uh, it gives you kind of that zin feel that I say in terms of weight. Yeah, right? yeah. And the price? 2,680 euros. Wow. So, so it's not cheap. It's not expensive but either. But what they also deliver is bar none. And they actually say, they go, you buy one of our watches, it's going to last you like forever. I respect a lot what they do, but I just yeah. can't get myself to like them because they're just over-engineered. Oh, yeah. They're over-engineered. And that's why I put in the wild card. It's like, buying, it's like going to Home Depot and buying a, a power tool, right? Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. you, that's what you're getting yeah. on your wrist. And you're absolutely right. And I have a lot of trouble liking them. But what I do love about this watch is having the chronograph on that cent- on the centers on the center um, the display from the center no register yeah that's, that's super that's clean. cool that's very cool I didn't know about this so when you reset it it doesn't look like there's any hands because it all goes right up to the twelve and it's yeah. it's hidden you can't even see it the way it lines up they were like white and just looks like a normal line on the on the dial and then when you start it, it just like starts appearing and you're like that's crazy so cool yeah it's really nice so this is my wild card. That's nice, nice, really nice thing. I'll yeah. need to look into it. Um, yeah, you to, would probably like them because they're very your style in terms of like the. It almost look like a field watch, also. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of field yeah. watches. They have their field watches. They're quite so nice. uh, I like meadow watches more. That's my kind of field. <laughs> oh my oh god! My god. Right. On that, no, let's stop it. Yeah, to unwind. Yeah. So time to unwind. If you like this episode, reach out to us at Big Black Clock Team at gmail.com. If you find us on our Instagram, Big Black Clock Official. Um, send us your picks of German watches which ones that we missed what would you guys have in your watch roll the reason we went for we thought what would be in a roll what would be on your wrist um, so reach out to us send Carl your money he doesn't need anything anymore just to pay off his Rolex send Dimitri at GMT Master 2 Pepsi also money I like money or Vacheron Constantin uh, Historique Americaine uh, what else did you want <laughs> oh, I, oh, fuck, I didn't prepare. It's getting longer every time. I will take a Vacheron Traditionnel, please. I will take a Calatrava. I will have a Vallejo GLC Moonface Master Control Day. There you go. What else? What else? What else? Just think, think, think. Or Timex LCA. Timex LCA at $109.99. And you know what's a tough time out there? Get your vaccines. Be good to each other. And for all you perpetual hunters, Happy hunting. Bye-bye. Bye for now.